Hello guys, welcome to the second episode of Sardar Patel's autobiography. Biography, I'll say. Genius of a schoolboy. Patel possessed an ingenious mind as a schoolboy, far from the ordinary. Even when he had no particular academic distinction to his credit, some of his eventful school life happenings did cast shadows of the man he was ultimately going to be. He was a rebel whose exceptional organizational abilities were recognized by his schoolmates and teachers. Patel's early schooling took place in the typically rural setting of Karamsad, where he grew. In his own words, in the open spaces of a village, free from the restrictions and limitations of town life, on terms of complete equality with his fellow children, having his share of black eye like any others, ro- rolling on dusty streets or being pushed into the village pond with the same vigorous and unexpected rap on the knuckles as any other child. Reminiscing about his early life once, Patel said it was in the in this atmosphere of equal give and take that I grew up with all the zest for life that only a village child can have. And all the sturdiness and determination which grew out of a healthy atmosphere and daredevilry and juvenile buoyancy and of impish pranks, mirth and laughter. Patel completed seven standards of Gujarati from the government school at Karamsad. He was by then 17 or so. A lower standard teacher, a real shirker, was in the habit of dismissing questions asked by the boys with the petulant remark, Why do you ask me? Learn for yourself. For Patel, this was a lesson in self-reliance then and during later life. He was practically self-taught. But he learned a great deal from his father who used to take him to the fields every morning and teach him tables and simple sums. This apart, such company gave Patel deep knowledge of the people, the fields and the villages in the neighborhood. And the experience thus gained stood by him some 28 years later in the Kheda Satyagraha launched by Gandhi. Patel had no inclination to stay in his village. Though less vocal by temperament, his ambitions were as high as Vital Bhai's, who was already studying English at Nadiad and was staying with his maternal uncle. Zavir Bhai could not send Patel there as he did not want to burden his brother-in-law with the responsibility of his second son as well. A private English school up to the third 
standard opened at Kalamsad, which Patel joined, though for a year only. Thereafter, he, went, he was sent to Petlad, where the local school had English up to the fifth standard. By imbibing the atmosphere and the environment of Karamsad in the company of his father, Patel became a true son of the soil. More rural than urban in outlook, at Petlad, away from his sheltered family life at Karamsad, he had a different experience. The rich the rich experience of community living necessitated by the family's frugal circumstances. He collected half a dozen students who jointly rented a house. Each boy, when he went home on a Sunday, brought back with him enough food grains to last a week. And during the week, each member of the small community cooked meals by turns. Patel was the organizer and the leader. Patel was keen to pursue his study of English. The desire seemed to be seemed to be in keeping with the prevailing spirit of the times. Socially, the language had already become a status symbol, but more importantly, it had opened the gates to higher employment in services for Indians or a more respected a more respected and lucrative position in one of the newly thrown open professions, particularly the legal one. Zawer Bhai had no recourse this time but to send Patel to Nadiad and allow him to stay with his maternal uncle. Here the world grew still bigger for Patel and he had better opportunities for sharpening his talents as a rebel student leader. He once admitted, I yielded to none in the captaincy of mischief or of sly attempts to hoodwink one's elders. In the very first year at Nadiad, in his sixth standard, he organized a strike in his school which lasted for three days. It was over a fellow student whom a haughty, high-handed teacher, taking pride in canning boys, had turned out of class for failing to bring from his parents the fine money imposed on him the previous day. Even though he himself was a boy, Patel could not stomach such injustice. At his call, the class staged a walkout. To make matters worse, he pursued he persuaded the entire school to go on strike. He or even organized picketing. He conducted his operations on the headquarters he had set up in the travelers' rest house at Nadiad, which he had taken possession of and where the strikers rested by turns. On the third day of the agitation, the headmaster thought it prudent to reach an honourable settlement with Patel on the assurance that no excessive and unjust punishment would be meted out in the future. Patel was then hardly 18. 
immediately thereafter, he taught a lesson to another teacher who was running the private business of selling papers, pencils and exercise books and openly forced the boys to buy from him. This time, Patel organized an effective boycott of him. The teacher was so shaken with fear that he gave up his sidelines. Patel had no patience with an indefinite with an indifferent teacher, nor did he spare a lazy one. He and his classmates used to make fun of a teacher who had the habit of coming late to the class. He punished Patel with the task of writing one to ten. Not complying with this, the teacher went on increasing this double fold for each day that went by until he became Patel's task to write out the sum 200 times. Patel explained later, I wrote on the slate just a figure 200 and took it to my teacher with an innocent air. The teacher asked me where the padas were, meaning in Gujarati both sums and buffaloes. I told him I could write only 200 when the padas ran away. The teacher was all sound and fury. I was presented before the headmaster who instead of punishing me took the teacher to task for not knowing the correct method of prescribing tasks. Such successful adventures established Patel's leadership in school. No less was his reputation built as an agitator. And he grew bolder to accept a bigger challenge in the civic life of Nadiad. One of his teachers was standing for municipal elections. His opponent, a wealthy, influential person, was too confident of his success. Unwisely, he declared in a moment of uncalled for pride that if he were defeated, he would have his moustache shaved. A moustache, a moustache, was in those days a symbol of masculine pride, class consciousness and status ego. But shaving him meant disgrace. The fighting instinct in Patel stirred him into action. He accepted the challenge and he accepted the challenge on behalf of his poor, humble teacher. He worked with such resolve, will and steadfast and steadfastness that his teacher scored a resounding victory over his opponents. His impishness did not let him rest at that. He led a procession of some 50 boys to the house of the defeated candidate, taking with him a barber to round off the affair. Patel thus became the unquestionable leader of the small students' community of Nadiad. He enjoyed the confidence and backing of almost all the boys in his school, including the seniors. To keep them as a well-knit body, he started a club where at night the students assembled not merely to pursue their studies but to sort out their common problems and seek remedies.
Patel's influence at that young age was acknowledged even by some teachers, some of whom sought his help to seek redress of their grievances against the headmaster. From Nadiad, Patel moved to Baroda to join a school there, but his stay did not last longer than a month. During this short period, he gave ample evidences of his irrepressible rebellious nature. Since he preferred to opt for Gujarati in place of Sanskrit, much against the wishes of his class teacher, the latter the latter tauntingly helped him call him Mahapurush. Once when Patel could not bear it, he sarcastically he sarcastically asked him, If all of us stud- studied Sanskrit, whom would you teach Gujarati? But he had a more serious clash with the teach with his teacher of mathematics in the government high school at Baroda. One day the teacher found himself confused trying to do an algebra formula problem. Patel had the audacity audacity to stand up and say, Sir, you don't know how you how to work it out. In sheer irritation, the teacher threw him a challenge. Well if I don't know how to do it. How to do it? Come here and be a teacher yourself. Undoubted, undaunted, Patel went to the board and not only solved the problem but impudently occupied his teacher's chair. The headmaster sent for Patel and warned him to behave himself. To which he retorted, "I do not wish to study in a school where there are teachers of such types." Patel passed matriculation examination from Nadiad High School in 1897. He was 22. Reminiscing later in the Yerwada jail in 1932, Patel humorously narrated to Gandhi and Mahadev Desai what his maternal uncle thought of his future. My uncle was an overseer in the municipality. He thought I wouldn't pursue my studies and thereafter and therefore he would find a job for me. He told me, come to the municipality, I will get you a Mukaddam's job and you will start earning immediately. Many Indians of his class and status were entering life like that in those days. Patel might have followed their example. Once a mate, he might have remained a mate having no engineering qualifications. But fate seemed to have destined him to be different, one who was to shape India's destiny as much as his own. In spite of his failure in matriculation the previous year, Patel was a bright boy, gifted with an ingenious mind, bent more towards agitational activities than studies. Towards teachers who were just and honest, he always had kindly thoughts and showed them the highest regard. He almost revered them. Years later, in 1938, when he was the Congress party boss and chairman of the Congress parliamentary board, Patel happened to be on a visit to Baroda. Someone told him that his English teacher in Baroda High School 
Manik Shah Wadia wished to come and pay him uh, his respects to him. Jokingly, he asked, "Is Mr. Wadia still alive?" He hurriedly, he hurriedly got up and left for Wadia's house. Meanwhile, Wadia too had left his place to meet Patel. Both met somewhere halfway. According to a witness, the Sardar bent down to touch his old teacher's feet. Mr. Wadia, filled with great emotions, lifted him up and embraced him. Tears of boundless joy rolling down his cheeks.